Welcome to the Keeney Interviews. Through this series, you will meet leading practitioners from the water sector and hear their stories. Together, we will address water challenges and discuss how best to face them. Keeney is the Malaysian word for current, and this initiative promotes the flow of ideas within the water sector. Hello and welcome to today's interview with Vijay Kumar, South Asia representative for the Australian Water Partnership. In this interview, Vijay talks about the current key water challenges in India and what's being done to resolve these issues. He also shares some lessons and advice for young water professionals and also for people wanting to work in India. My name is Raymond Lam and I hope you enjoy this interview with Vijay Kumar. Hello and welcome to today's Kini interview with Vijay Kumar, who is the South Asia representative for the Australian Water Partnership. Vijay, thank you so much for taking the time to give the Kini community an update about India, its current key water challenges, what's being done to resolve these issues, and also some lessons and advice for young water professionals wanting to work in India. I'm hoping we could start with a bit of an introduction about yourself and your role as AWP South Asia representative. Uh, thank you, Raymond. Thank you for the introduction. So, uh, I'm basically a water and environment professional working uh, in promoting Australian solutions to South Asia for more than 10 years now. And um, I took up this role as South Asia representative for Australian Water Partnership starting in the month of September. And we have been engaged uh, in uh, various projects on water resources management in India, primarily supported by the World Bank and Ministry of Water. Um, as you are aware, we have an MOU with the Government of India Ministry of Water Resources, and that provides the basis for our engagements at the federal level. Plus, we also have uh, multiple level of agreements and MOUs between various states mm. in India uh, and Australia both. So that's the background note that the, and it's going to be uh, a decade of Australia-India MOU 2019 and that's a long journey that we have covered, both the countries have covered and there's a lot of sharing of information on water resource management has happened and we hope to take it to the next level. Okay, very good. Uh, could you please share with us what are the current key water issues in India at the moment, Vijay? Uh, just to give you a quick background, yeah. so India has got around 4% of the global freshwater resources for a population of 17%, which is the, that's really uh, very high. Uh, the challenge in India is one, because of the growing population and growing urbanization, the demand for the limited freshwater resources are going up. and in parallelly also because of uh, absence of uh, proper treatment network water quality in surface water bodies and also groundwater bodies is really going up very high and that's a cause of concern so water availability is a challenge at the same time water uh, availability is decreasing because of the growing pollution level in the water existing water resources the second key issue is in india we are too much dependence on the groundwater resources. Just to give you a perspective, uh, we use almost 55% of the groundwater resources for our need. 
which is substantially high and uh, particularly in the agriculture sector they use their 65% of their demand is met through groundwater which in turn is also a cause of pollution because the uses of lots of pesticides and, and um, fertilizer into agriculture field is also leading to pollution of the groundwater resources. Mm. In fact, ADB and a couple of other research being done has predicted that by 2050, there will be a deficit of 30% on water demand supply situation in India, Wow, which is really alarming. Uh, and the third key issue is... Uh, on the low level of awareness on water scarcity and people don't realize the economic value of water and hence we are not very efficient in its usage so and in terms of and the and there's other issue of the spatial temporal variation in the water resource availability across India as you know India is a vast country with varying climate across different regions from north to south to east to west yes and uh, in some areas we have issues of floods every year so and we don't have enough reservoir space storage space so that most of the time it flows down to the sea in some areas we have water scarcity we have droughts every year so the cause of concern is how do we have better water resources planning so that we meet the demand for the whole year right. because most of the dependence the precipitation happens for let's say two months or three months in a year and that is the source of water that we have to use for next 12 months mm. so the key challenge will be how do we manage our limited water resources with a proper set of planning management and actually uh, data information system that can help us in better decision making. Okay, thank you. And what are the steps or plans that have been identified to resolve these issues? As I said, uh, there has been some awareness level happening at the federal level, at the civil society level as well, and with support from the multilateral organizations like the World Bank and the ADB, mm. they are uh, supporting Government of India in addressing this issue which is a larger humanitarian issue as well because water is a key element for survival of the human being. Okay. So there has been uh, three or four key initiatives which has been taken. Mm -hmm. One is uh, to reduce uh, the wastage of water in the irrigation sector and uh, sort of moving from flood irrigation based mechanism in the irrigation fields to uh, drip irrigation or sprinkler irrigation system. So our Prime Minister has uh, given a uh, sort of initiative which is called More Crop Per Drop. So that's uh, a program that's called uh, Prime Minister uh, Agriculture Irrigation Scheme where they are promoting efficient use of water in the agriculture sector. Uh, it's a big project, close to around uh, $10 billion of funding going into it over a period of 10 years. And every year they are spending close to around one billion dollars wow. in promoting irrigation uh, use of irrigation water use efficiencies in agriculture fields. Okay. Uh, the second big initiative, uh, primarily targeting the groundwater resources in India, to have uh, better assessment of how much water is available, and also to bring about certain reforms that will restrict the unlimited uses of groundwater, 
is a program called National Groundwater Management Improvement Project, which is going to be launched this year. Mm -hmm. The target of this program is not only to manage the groundwater resources, but also to create institutional reforms that will help prevent the uh, uncontrolled uses of groundwater being happening. And one of the cause of common concern is separation of land and groundwater right, mm -hmm. which has been talked about in the last 20 years mm -hmm. and hope uh, with uh, this project called NGMIP will help us move towards that a dream of separation of land and groundwater rights to have more sustainable uses of groundwater. Okay. Uh, the third initiative which is being led that is primarily focusing on the basin level approach. So in India, uh, most of the water resources planning, uh, the unit is taken as a basin. So to have a basin level approach so that we map each and every user in the basin and accordingly allocate water depending upon the demand and real demand to be precise. So a large project called National Hydrology Project uh, is being launched. It started uh, almost a year ago. Uh, it's a third phase. So phase one of hydrology projects ran from 2002 to 2005 and six. Then phase two started from 2008 till 2012. And this is uh, called phase three or National Hydrology Project because it's being implemented across India, all states. Uh, the purpose of this is to have uh, real-time data equation systems on water resources so that we have real data that helps us in decision-making process and we have better allocation of precious water resources to different stakeholders. We have better assessment of the demand so that we, with limited supply, we can manage the demand throughout the year. Right. So these are the three key initiatives. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, obviously, there are multiple initiatives on, uh, as, as I said, flood is a major issue on the eastern side of India, uh, especially the two big rivers, uh, Brahmaputra and Ganga, they uh, are the cause of floods every year. So there are uh, efforts are being made, how do we make these communities flood resilient, mm -hmm. provide them protection against floods and also the damage and the loss to life and property which is caused. Uh, is a major cause of concern. So efforts are being made. How do we uh, sort of convert this disaster into uh, uh, economic uh, revenue model where we can have small check dams to create localized hydropower, which can be a source of revenue for the community. That is one example. There are other efforts being made. Uh, similarly, there are uh, areas like western and central part of India where drought is a regular phenomena, and then. In case of a drought, you need to have a sustainable agriculture practices as well, right. uh, not only to serve the larging population, mm -hmm. but also uh, for the livelihood of the farmers involved in this particular uh, agriculture practices. So there are a couple of initiatives being taken to uh, transform our current agriculture practices to more climate climate resilient practices, uh, where uh, more sustainable uses of groundwater is being taken up. Uh, one such project has been initiated this year in the state of Maharashtra. That's called uh, Maharashtra Project on Climate Resilient Agriculture. That's a $600 million project, which uh, will obviously lead to improvement in the current agriculture practices and improve the lives of the farmers involved in agriculture in that particular area. Right. So based on all these uh, initiatives that you mentioned, 
Is uh, Australia part of any of these initiatives? Yeah, so we, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have an MOU, so that's the basis for our engagement in India. We uh, have been approached by World Bank to provide uh, our technical expertise in the areas of basin planning, uh, in the areas of uh, water resource information system, water data management system, and also the capacity building component of the National Hydrology Project. Okay. So currently as uh, Australia Water Partnership, we are involved in four projects. One is called uh, Development of a Basin Planning User Guide, which is going to be a tool for uh, different departments and state governments when they do their basin planning and modeling. And this is, we are giving them a guiding tool of how to go through the entire process of basin planning based on our MDBA experiences. Um, the second project that we are running is uh, a development of the National Water Information Center, which is one of the ultimate outcome of the National Hydrology Project. So our team did a review of the existing water resource information system that exists in India, and we suggested few recommendations. Based on that, Government of India has approached us to support them in next stage of development of the National Water Information System. So as part of that, we'll shortly have uh, three or four experts from AWP side working with Indian government okay. and helping them development of the National Water Information System, design the architecture, how data will flow from different states and how it will merge at the central level and how those data will be used or rather translated into information mm -hmm. which can be used for decision making process going forward. Right. Uh, another component of the National Hydrology Project where we are involved is the capacity development component where uh, we will our partners will be involved in imparting various trainings uh, on the groundwater management stream flow forecasting flood modeling and forecasting to various Indian state government who are part of the national hydrology project mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we are also doing as I said southern part of India is a drought prone area so we have also been approached by government of Andhra Pradesh or they are coming up with a new green city uh, project which is the new capital of a new state called Andhra Pradesh which were carved out of an old state. New state. Okay. It's a new state and they are building a completely new capital city. Wow. So there uh, we have been approached uh, through the Singapore government uh, and local state government of Andhra Pradesh to help them design the water sensitive component mm -hmm. in the overall urban planning that they are envisaging to do. So our CRC for water sensitive cities is taking the lead in that right. where we are incorporating the water sensitive design component <coughs> sorry, into the overall master planning uh, of the new city hmm. and we hope uh, this uh, will be a benchmark project which can be replicated across other smart cities project in India as right. well. Hmm, Vijay, as you know, the uh, another hot topic these days is the gender equality and yes. social inclusion. What's your view on this with regards to India's participation around this area? Uh, that's an interesting topic you brought, and um, most of the water professionals or practitioners have really struggled to bring this social inclusive concept into the water resources management. Hmm. Uh, in the, the WASH program, the Water and Sanitation Initiative and Hygienic Program of UN and World Bank has has included this component pretty well and they have amalgamated 
participation from all sections of society right. and women has really played a decisive role in uh, achieving the objective of the WASH program. But when it comes to the water resources management planning, mm. women are, I'll say, very, very underrepresented in the decision making processes. Okay. Is it because of the culture? Or? It's because of the culture and since uh, Indian water uh, uh, professional network, especially in the government, is dominated by uh, people with an engineering background. Right. And uh, engineering is not something which is uh, favored uh, from a woman point of view in India. Okay. And that's why. But now we are seeing few young generation people coming into that. And this the time if we start engaging with them going forward, they will be the decision maker right. uh, in the entire system in the future. Right. But at the community level, yes, there has been a lot of gender equality we have seen and women are uh, taking the lead in decision making process at the community level projects. Okay. But when it comes to state or national level, I think there's a lot to be done. For young water, pref- well, water practitioners wanting to work in India, could you please share some advice and tips around working in this huge and diverse country, really? Uh, <laughs> India, actually, I'll say, uh, if you talk from the point of view of pure witness, uh, it's, India has got 29 states, and every 29 states is a different market. Every uh, state has a different culture, different dynamics, how it operates. Dialect. And dialects is also, but thankfully, English is a common language, okay. so that makes the things much more easier. <laughs> But still, uh, uh, my suggestion to uh, water practitioners who wants to look at opportunities in India as a market, they should first focus on a particular region mm. uh, rather than uh, spreading themselves too thin across India, right. which is difficult to manage. Okay. And uh, some of the areas that they can look at, as I said, India is a developing country with lot of money close to in the range of 20-25 billion dollar being spent on water as a sector starting from urban water management to water resources management to basin planning to flood forecasting and groundwater management to rural water supply so across the water value chain there are numerous projects being funded and run currently so my advice to water practitioners who wants to look at opportunities in India they need to decide which area they want to focus on okay. and rather than doing everything. There is a clear-cut market gap, no doubt about it. Mm. Uh, it's not a price-sensitive market. Uh, there are uh, service providers coming in from different parts of the world to India. And one surprising uh, fact I'll tell you is that almost 40-50% to 50% of the water treatment equipments in India are imported. So that itself is a clear-cut sign that it's not a price-sensitive market. If people can afford imported water treatment equipments, it means there's an appetite to have better quality equipments to to work on. Mm. So, and every market is different. If you want to focus on urban uh, water sector, then there's a different uh, way of working, different department to work on. If you want to work on the agriculture, irrigation, use efficiency, there's a different set of customer that you will be talking to. If you want to work on the basin planning, there's a different set of customer that you'll be working with. Mm. So it's not you, you and plus my advice is if you want to look at India, make sure you have allocated some time to invest in India, go in the market, 
travel to the market at least twice or thrice in a year, develop that relationship, relationship. and then talk of business. Mm. So relationship is very important right. and patience is important. Okay. You need to be flexible because things doesn't work on the timelines. It do change depending upon the political scenario and, and other scenarios. <laughs> so you need to have patience, but relationship building should be the key model. Key model. Right. And that applies to any country in Asia as well. Right? Yes. Even in Vietnam, Myanmar, same, yeah. yeah, relationship is key. Before we end this interview, is there anything you'd like to share with the Kidney community, Vijay? Uh, first of all, Raymond, uh, this Kidney initiative which you are running is really great. Okay. It, it's good to share these kind of information and knowledge with people who aspire to look at different markets where AWP is active in. And it's really informative as well for a lot of people who don't know about uh, different markets and they get to know what's happening in their space in different areas. Yeah. So that's really pretty good. Thank you. Uh, I would also suggest if you can have uh, an, uh, LinkedIn or any other linkage to the existing Kini community right. where we can involve people from different markets, different markets. Uh, so they can interact. Mm -hmm. So create a platform for them also. Because sometimes I've seen people uh, looking for answers to certain questions mm. uh, and it's good. So probably if we can make a young water professional community in LinkedIn supported by Kini right. and get uh, young professionals from different markets like Vietnam, uh, Myanmar, India, to China to yeah. form a group and let them interact. Mm. That would be really uh, another value addition that we can do to the Kini community. Okay. Thank you for your idea, Vijay. Yeah. You're looking for that. <laughs> thank you. So, Vijay, thank you for the time to share your valuable insights. Your feedback is very valuable, and I'm sure it will benefit the Kini community and beyond. Thank, thank you. you. Kini is an initiative of the Australian Water Partnership and the International Water Centre Alumni Network. Kini connects water managers and shares knowledge throughout the Asia Pacific. Visit our website at kini.org.au for more information and for videos, articles, news and more.